Welcome to From Hearing to Knowing. I'm your host, Charlotte Aber. If you're wondering if there's any positive consequence, and there are few, for the state of the world that we're in, we are living in the time of the biggest carbon dioxide drop. Real-time data shows that COVID-19's massive impact on global emissions is showing positive results. You may have heard in the news about cleaner waters and animals returning, but while the ongoing coronavirus pandemic continues to threaten millions of lives around the world, the first half of 2020 saw an unprecedented decline of carbon dioxide emissions, larger than during the financial crisis of 2008, the oil crisis of 1979, and even World War II. An international team of researchers has found that the first six months of the year, 8.8% less carbon dioxide was emitted than the same period in 2019, a total decrease of 1,551 million tons. The groundbreaking study not only offers as much precise look at COVID-19's impact on global energy consumption than previous analysis. It also suggests what fundamental steps can be taken to stabilize the global climate in the aftermath of the pandemic. What makes our study unique is the analysis of meticulously collected near real-time data, explains lead author Zhu Lu from the Department of Earth System Science at Tsinghua University in Beijing. By looking at the daily figures compiled by carbon monitor research initiatives, we're able to get a much faster and more accurate overview, including timelines that show how emissions decreases have corresponded to lockdown measures in each country. In April, at the height of the first wave of corona infections, when most major countries shut down their public life and parts of their economy, emissions even declined by 16.9%, meaning what would that be? 3,000 million tons of carbon? Overall, the various outbreaks resulted in emission drops that we normally see during only a short-term basis on holidays such as Christmas or the Chinese Spring Festival. The study published in the latest issue of National Communications shows which parts of the global economy were most impacted. The greatest reduction in emissions was observed in the ground transportation sector, explains Daniel Kamen, professor of Chair of Energy and Resources Public Group and also professor of the Goldman School of Public Policy, University of California, Berkeley. Largely because of working from home restrictions, transport CO2 emissions decreased by 40% worldwide. In contrast, the power in industry sectors contributed less to the decline, with less than 22% and less than 17% respectively, as did the aviation and shipping sectors. Surprisingly, even the residential sector saw a small emissions drop of 3% largely because of the abnormally warm weather in the northern hemisphere, heating energy consumption decreased with most people staying at home all day during lockdown periods. 
To paint this comprehensive and multidimensional picture, the researchers based their estimates on a wide array of data, precise hourly databases of electricity power production in 31 countries, during vehicle traffic in more than 400 cities worldwide, during global passenger flights, monthly production data of industry in 62 countries, as well as fuel consumption data for building emissions in more than 200 countries. The researchers also found strong rebound effects, with the exception of a continuing decrease in emissions stemming from the transportation sector. By July 2020, as soon as lockdown measures were lifted, most economies resumed their usual levels of emitting CO2. But even if they remained at their historically low levels, this would have a rather minuscule effect on the long-term CO2 concentration in the atmosphere. Wow, that is pretty bleak. I'm sorry about that. I said this was going to be a hopeful science podcast. I mean, it's still, you know, 3,000 million less tons of carbon. Thus, the authors stress that the only valid strategy to stabilize the climate is a complete overhaul of industry and commerce sector. While the CO2 drop is unprecedented, decreases in human activity cannot be the answer, said co-author Hans-Joachim Schulenhuber, founder-director of Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research. Instead, we need structural and transformational changes in our energy production and consumption systems, individual behavior, and in our energy production and consumption systems. Individual behavior is certainly important. What we really need to focus on is reducing the carbon intensity at our global economy level. Yeah, I mean, just think how much those planes put up there, semi-trucks, Mack trucks, whatever you call them. Even the trains in America are considered archaic by comparison to different countries from an emission standpoint. So, as always, it seems to boil down to a fundamental infrastructure upgrade. Materials provided by Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research. Note content may be edited for style, length, and dark or dry sense of humor. Thank you for listening to From Hearing to Knowing. (laughs) 